Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I have a special guest in the building for y'all. This is one of my close friends. We've been friends for some years now. His name is Darnell Giovanni, aka Mystic Black. And I wanted to have him on the show because it has been so amazing for me to watch his journey and his growth in really deciding to take the action in creating the type of life that he wants to live, especially regarding his career. He is an amazing, amazing, amazing personality, and he is really coming up and making waves in the MMA world. We have a nice deep conversation around his growth, his shifts in mindset, and ultimately how he went from where he was to where he is now doing the thing he loves. If you enjoy this episode, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a review of the show and a five-star rating. I honor you, I appreciate you, and as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate y'all stopping by, hanging out with your boy, I have an amazing, amazing guest in the building today. These are one of my friends, just an amazing human being, and I know every single person who knows him will agree. I got my man Darnell Giovanni, aka Mystic Black MMA in the building. How you feeling, brother? What's going on, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Danny? I'll, I'll be Danny. How would you prefer me to call you here on this on this stage? Bro, honestly, when I do the intro, I, I say Alvi, Danny, and Mr. You Can Too. So, and, and any of the three, I, I've realized now that if someone met me before, like 2019, they're going to be calling me Danny, and if it's after that, they're going to call me Alvi. And if they hear one or the other, they're probably going to be confused. So, whichever <laughs> one works. True, true. That's how I am too. Because some people will call me DP. Some people in the mixed martial arts world call me Mystic. Like wherever you met me in your life, that's fine. You can call me that. I just know you're talking to me, so that's what matters at the end of the day. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, Darnell, like I look at you as one an amazing human being, and I've known you for a while, and it's been a great honor to watch you grow and really build Mystic Black MMA. For everyone that's listening, can you tell us what your vision is of Mystic Black MMA and what you bring to the table to the mixed martial arts world? Absolutely. Um, man, it's it's crazy to say that I'm in this place here right now because years ago I had, I had a different mindset of like, hmm, maybe I should go this route. It's a safer route. It'll guarantee me certain things in my life. And then I got, I got to a point where I knew what I loved. And mixed martial arts is something I loved since I was 11 years old. When I saw my first UFC event, Anderson Silva taking on Travis Luter, UFC 67. I knew that I needed in some capacity to be a part of that world. N- not as a fighter, you know, maybe that's that's a little risky. Not pro- not in my, my realm. And people have asked me that before, too. You ever, <laughs> do you ever want to become a fighter? No. I, those guys get hit in the head a lot. <laughs> It's it's a little scary, but no, I never wanted to become a fighter, but I, I went to school for broadcasting and since I was in high school, 
I always was on uh, the school, the, the morning announcements and all that stuff. That was me every morning. I did something that I love doing. I thought I would go the entertainment route, you know, cover celebrity news, things like that. But then I noticed how much those things didn't really matter to me. And mixed martial arts really mattered to me because I just, I, I, when they would have like little segments about them and like you get to know the fighter be, beyond what they do in the cage, that was always a very important thing to me. And then it kind of made me care more for these people when they got in the cage. Not, oh, I want to see this person get knocked out so bad. I just, I don't know. For the way that I watch that sport, that never comes to my mind. I know a lot of people who do watch it, they might hate somebody and like, oh man, I want this person to get knocked out. I, I don't really have that mindset because I know the work that these guys put in and the sacrifices they make to, to go in that cage and do what they do. And seeing those things when I, after I finished uh, school with, for, for broadcasting, I'm like, you know what? And I got I to gotta start something. I, I want to interview these guys. I want to talk to them or I want to be on air, breaking down their fights, something within that realm. I didn't know exactly specifically what it was, but I know I needed to start. So I was working at a restaurant about a year and a half ago, and I was I started I started making the page. I, I was like, you know what? Let me change my photography page because I used to do photography. I still do it sometimes, but it's more of a hobby than a, than a job. And I changed right. that photography page and I made it. Uh, I had the first name I had was uh, I think it was Showdown MMA or something like that. It was it was it was something I don't know. It wasn't the best name in the world, but it was uh -huh. it was it was a starting point. Strike down. That's what it was. It was right. strike down MMA. And I just sat there for a couple of weeks and just like, man, what can I name this? What can I name this? And I thought about it. And I was like, man, I remember that time I went to Las Vegas. I did something with Conor McGregor and it ended up being on Reddit and all in the Reddit comments. People were just like mystic black man, mystic black man predicts, <laughs> predicts Conor McGregor's fight. And he was like five seconds off. And I'm just like mystic black man, Mystic mystic black. You know what? That kind of works. It kind of plays off of Conor McGregor, what he calls himself, mystic Mac. And then I'm mystic black. So I got the name right there. I'm wow. like, boom. Once I got that name, it was, hey, I was rolling from there. I love that, man. It's so powerful. And I've seen that prediction of yours. And, bro, when I saw that, I remember seeing it, thinking to myself, like, man, Darnell is a natural, and he is built for this, right? <laughs> and it's been, it's been incredible because I've known you for, for some years now. I know how passionate you've been about this, yet you even said that, you know, you had a mindset that – wasn't allowing you to take that next step i'm curious what was the mindset before what has it shifted into now and ultimately what do you feel like allowed you to make that shift that's a great that's a great question uh in the in the beginning it definitely i mean when i was in in school kind of like jumbling between uh should i do uh, dental dental hygiene, like my mom wants me to, or become a nurse because it'll be something that I'll make a good amount of money per year, but I might not love what I do. And that's something that kept going in my mind. Do something you love, do something you love. Cause I've seen a lot of people who don't seem, I mean, you're going to have stresses in life period, but they don't seem as stressed as somebody who really doesn't want to be where they are. I've been in hospitals and seen nurses who don't really want to help the people. They're just there to make a paycheck and they get out, but they don't really care for what they're actually doing. And seeing something like that, for sure, kind of swifted. And no offense to, to, to nurses at all, of course, but 
it just kind of turned my 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 mindset and just like you know what darno you can figure this out do what you want and try as hard as you can as long as you put that effort into it you can never say that you didn't do it uh mm. this the changing moment i feel the most was going to vegas in 2016 and seeing megan olivi seeing ariel hawani in that scene of of the, the people around them and getting to speak to them and them speaking to me and giving me really good advice and telling me like, Darnell, you got to do this. This is something that you love. And I can see that you love that. And I had to see that within myself too, because, you know, self-belief is such a very important thing in anything that you do. So I, sure. the, the, the biggest turning point was, the, you know what? And as, as much as people say the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic was pretty, pretty bad, you know, but the pandemic helped me so much because I was home and honestly, a lot of people didn't have too much they can do because they couldn't get out. They couldn't do this and this and that. But that helped me so much because I, I got to stay home, work on my craft and and kind of put together what I wanted to do going forward. I got to mm -hmm. get to a point where I, I designed a, a, a logo with my friend, Will. Shout out to Will, who helped me design that logo and fire logo by the was, way it's such a fire logo man and he was very inspired by a lot of different things that we were talking about so that was a cool creative process and then i just went straight forward i'm like you know what i'm gonna just start emailing these guys and seeing who wants to bite the bullet and just talk to me i just want to have a conversation with somebody within the mixed martial arts realm because this is something that i love so much and having that I had a, my first interview with Mike Bond, shout out to Mike Bond, an MMA junkie. But the one that I did that really ignited that fire was with Burt Watson. And just to hear the story that he told, Burt Watson is a guy who worked for the UFC for 15 years. And he worked with Muhammad, uh, with Joe Frazier. He was Joe Frazier's manager for a good majority oh, of his wow. career. Yeah, so he worked with Nelson, he, he met Nelson Mandela. He worked with Muhammad Ali. There's so many things that he did. And just listening to his story and, and knowing those things about him, that right there was just like, man, I love this. I want to hear more people's stories. I want to tell more people's stories. I want these people to know who these these guys are beyond what they just see on TV. So that definitely was like a big turning point into my mindset. And just to know that there is no there's no there's no like a lot of people will ask me in this in this um, in this mixed martial arts realm. They'll send me a DM. Oh, how did you get that person on that show? I just ask them. I ask them, or I will yeah. find. I will find their barber to get to them. I will find their nail salon person to get to them. I will do what I can do yep. to get there. Shoot my shot. If it doesn't work, hey, maybe we'll do it sometime in the future. But at least I tried. I love that. I love that. There's so much power in shooting your shot and actually going after what it is that you want and actually seeing if you're gonna get it or not, as opposed to sitting back, telling yourself it's not worth it, and ultimately not getting it because you never tried. Yeah. And I think that's a life lesson that all the listeners can look at and see, you know, what are you not trying to do that you would love to do because you're afraid you might be told no? Yes, yes, that, that no, that's something that definitely used to, uh, I used to be afraid of the word no a lot, honestly, like that. And sometimes maybe a little bit still today, but not as much as I used to be because I just felt like no was automatic failure. And then I didn't really understand the meaning of failure as well, too. It was a lot of, you know, different different thoughts.
Yeah, I'm curious. So what were your thoughts around failure before and how do you look at it now? My thoughts on failure before were just, you failed, you can never do this again, and there's no getting back to that point. There's there's just no turning that around. You you I, I, you just, it's like a test that you failed, and now you can't retake that course or something like that again. That's what failure was to mm. me in my mind. But now, when if I fail at something, it's it's what can I learn from that failure and how I can, what can yeah. I do to be better the next time rather than just take just take it and just like be depressed or sad about it. No, I gotta I gotta be better. Being that's what failure is to me. How can I be better? I love that. It's such a powerful answer, and it's what I look at it the same way. It's it's failing forward. It's this idea that all right, if I go into something with a plan and that maybe there's an an expected outcome. All right, let me look at my plan. Let me look at the system that I put in place. And then if I don't get the outcome I was looking for, it's not necessarily that it was a failure, right? In terms Mm -hmm. of, okay, like everything I did just was the worst of the worst. Maybe it was, but it's ultimately an opportunity to see like, where am I process? Where am I thinking? Where are my actions? Did I not account for something, right? Or do something that wasn't, giving me the result and it's like, all right, well, let me go back and let me change it. And now let me try again. And typically if a person does that enough, and I know in my experience, it typically gets me to the outcome that I was initially looking for. Yes. Yes. I I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, especially later on in my life for sure. Which is, I feel that doesn't matter when you learn these things. You know, I, I used to harp on that a lot. Oh man, I might be too old to learn this or something like that. No, that's not necessarily true, man. You learn something new every day and you learn about yourself every day as well. And you can fail at age 60. You can fail at age 15, whatever it is. But it doesn't mean whatever you're trying to do is over. It just means that you got another lesson to learn and another way to, you know, grow within yourself, you know, because growing is such a important thing in in your stages of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an opportunity to improve. It's an opportunity to grow. And ultimately, it's an opportunity to get closer to whatever that thing is that the person's looking for. And what I want to touch on, too, with the whole no thing, because Darnell, I'm, I'm with you. Like, bro, I used to hate hearing no, yeah. especially <laughs> early in my coach, like my coaching career when it came time to, you know, work for myself as opposed to, say, representing, you know, a different gym or sports performance facility. I used to take the nose personal, like, like maybe, damn, like what, what does this mean about me? Why are they saying yes. no to me? When in reality, it has nothing to do with me. It's just where that person's at, at that time. And what I've come to realize is for myself and my type of work is that no means not now. Yeah. Not in this exact moment. But to your point, and this is how I was reminded of it, it just means that, all right, maybe you asked for that interview and that person said no, and now your mindset is like, all right, like in the future, that person might be ready to have that interview. So it's not like you're gonna never reach out to that person again. Yes, oh, that 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 right there hit a hit a, a, a funny bone and just like, cause I used to blame, besides blaming myself, like, oh, what's wrong with you, man? Now you, you, they told you no, because there's something you're doing wrong. And then I would blame the other person too, just like, no, there's something wrong with them their loss blah 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 yada yada and it's like you know what right it's it's just not the right time that's literally just what it is it's not the right time and thinking about it in that way oh man it beyond i don't know if relief is is the right word but it definitely puts me at more of an ease to where i know that 
it's okay if somebody if somebody says no to something for sure it is all right i'm not gonna get upset at this person i'm not gonna oh man i'm never gonna have them on my show ever again i never want to interview them no i literally will say to myself i'll interview them maybe later down the road this is just not the time right now so I, i'm okay with that yeah man that's beautiful and i feel like when you talk about that ease and that being okay it really comes down to you having a lot of peace with it right it's yes. not gonna rock you off of your boat it's not gonna not, like you know destroy your equilibrium you're still grounded in knowing who you are, what you can produce, you know, what you stand for. And essentially it's like, all right, like I'm cool with that. Like they'll come back around when they're ready. Yes, exactly. Which I, I just, it makes me more excited. It's like, man, if it wasn't the right time now, I can't wait till when it's actually the right time. And maybe the, the, the changes in their lives they're, they're going to make at that point And I get to speak to them then. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, honestly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And it's a huge mindset shift. And I can see how you've been embodying that because of how you do show up um, on social media with Mystic Black MMA and ultimately like the fire you put together. Like I watched the videos and I can see how easily you bring out the personality in a lot of these people and a lot of these different fighters. Yeah. And honestly, I just I just have convert. I ha I'll have notes on the side, you know, just in case I miss something because I. I hate to miss something I, I literally want to speak to them about. But then I just go mm -hmm. into a mode where we're just having a conversation and we're just talking. Like, I remember doing an interview with Joseph Benavides. Shout out to Joseph Benavides, one of my favorite human beings in this in this, in this this planet. Um, and we talked for an hour. I promise you, I sent him a message. I'm like, oh, it'll just be 20 minutes. We were speaking so easily and just flowing that I never looked at a note. I was just talking to him. And that interview definitely was like one point where I felt like, man, I don't need to just sit here and just, man, I have to keep looking or, or so question, like question, 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 question with it. I can speak to them too and they feel comfortable and their natural personality just comes out. And that makes me so happy, honestly, man, because when I see, and I'm not disrespecting anybody's interviews because people have their own style of interviews. If I, I, I can tell the difference to when someone is just doing this for a job or somebody's doing this because they actually enjoy like what they're doing and who they're speaking to because it makes me it's like i have to pinch myself sometimes when i'm speaking to somebody specific and i'm like wow i'm not just i'm just sitting here having a conversation with them like this is nuts this is this is amazing bro it's it's living the dream and it's beautiful and what i love about it so much and your perspective and you sharing with us your experience and what you go through when you have these interviews is that i think it's a testament of two things it's one your passion for this type of work right like for the mma world and then it also speaks into how much of a natural conversationalist you are like i feel like whenever we're out and about uh together whenever i see you with somebody you're always naturally having a conversation with whoever you're with right so i just love to see how you're able to bring two of these true strong points that you have and put them together into something that you really love. It's really inspiring. I appreciate that for real. And, and you know what's so funny about that, Danny? I sometimes I just like don't want to speak. I'll go somewhere and I'm just like, I'll, let's say I just go sit at a bar and somebody comes up to me to come converse. I'm just like, I don't want to talk right now. <laughs> that's that real. But that's just it's it's not even like a, a switch on and switch. Maybe it is a switch off. I don't know what it is, but. 
I just, when I'm definitely like interested in having conversation, I, I just, I love it. You know, I, I kind of like to hear what people have to say about, and you know what, anything, honestly, anything, because the, the mind is, is such a, a crazy thing, man. The way people think about every single thing, even in this time period now where everybody's like, ah, oh, vaccine, no vaccine, or this presidential person, right. that presidential person. It's crazy to see right. how the mind works in every single human being. I don't want everybody to be the same. Be different. Be have your own mindset about something. Have your own opinion about something. That doesn't that that's not a, too much of my concern. I just I'm, I'm just so interested to see how people think. I guess you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I I agree with you. I think people should be able to be fully expressed and have their own opinions and you know say what they mean and mean what they say without necessarily being afraid of being canceled or letting down their friends or their political party or whatever it is right like i think a lot of stuff comes down to a almost like a looking good conversation it's like all right like i'm gonna talk about these things in this way because i know the person that i'm i'm in front of like they'll be appreciative of that and to me that can be very um inauthentic yeah. and it can be very exhausting as well yeah, absolutely. It could be very exhausting. And and yeah. there's there's some conversations I've had in the past, man, to where somebody would say that I'm in I'm not being authentic to what, what I'm saying. And I ooh, that actually happened a couple months ago with somebody I was speaking to. And I was just like, whoa, is, is that how you really feel like I, that? Did I come off that way? And then it ended up being a deeper conversation. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs> Oh, shit. It sounds like a good story to me. But no, I hear that. And I wanted to touch on something you said before about, uh, you know, how you have times like you just don't want to speak. Mm -hmm. And that resonates with me a lot because, man, having conversations is exhausting. It is. Right. Like you're, you're at least in my experience, like it's like you're exchanging a lot of energy with another person when you're having a conversation. And if I'm in a mode where I'm like constantly talking, like, you know, that's my job. Like I do coaching and usually in the best of my coaching sessions, I'm barely talking, right? Yeah. My client is doing the majority of the talking and I'm just helping them, you know, steer their words and their thoughts into a direction that serves them. But, you know, after some days, if I have six coaching calls plus doing a couple podcasts, man, I get to the end of the night and I'm like, bro, I don't want to say a word. <laughs> a I, word. Have, yeah, sometimes I have to do back to like, for instance, yesterday I had a couple uh, fighters kind of had to switch times on me. And literally that ended up me having back to back to back interviews. And I'm talking a lot, of course, during those interviews. And then I'll have a friend call me and I'm just like, oh, as much as I want to talk and be there for this person right now, I kind of have to just shut down because I just did a lot of this talking, a lot of listening to somebody, which I enjoy, of course, I enjoy that. But at the same time, I have to take care of my own mind as well, you know, not to over overdo it because I'm, I'm a person that back in the day, I used to do that a lot to where I just will overfill my, my brain too much. And then it would start to give me give myself anxiety because my I felt mentally exhausted. Yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing that. And it makes it makes a lot of sense. Like I can see how, and I've worked with a couple of, of my clients on this that have like their version of that, but it's essentially trying to fill everyone else's cup up first before filling up your own. And if your cup's not full and you don't have the energy that it requires to do the type of work that you love, 
well now it ends up being like really this avalanche effect where you don't have the energy right and then you're not doing the work as at as high of a level as you know that you're capable of and then that turns into a lot of anxiety frustration for some people depression and I, it always comes back to for me like man i get to like fill up my cup like i get to make sure that i'm setting up or i'm creating and adhering to boundaries that i i get to make with people so that i make sure that i am able to rest recover have my peace of mind so that i can powerfully serve as a coach as a partner as a friend a loved one all of those things yes and that's and you said one word right there that i used to not use enough or, and boundaries i i used to think me yeah. setting any kind of boundary was me being I, I felt like i was being mean you know and and shout out to my my boy jordan for this he would just tell me you just got to set, set your boundaries man you can't let people just overstep when it's just not a time where you feel that you want to talk or you feel that you want to go somewhere and i used to just do things because it would like help that other person or please the other person and i wasn't pleasing myself doing that you know i it's 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 crazy that that word boundary man like i, I definitely learned a lot about boundaries in the past year or, or so you know absolutely man absolutely and i appreciate you sharing that because it's interesting i feel like boundaries aren't something that we're just taught you know what i mean like don't get me wrong there's a lot of things in school we're not taught that maybe you know parents or loved ones <laughs> want things. to teach us <laughs> Right, 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 for sure. But like boundaries, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't even, I mean, I, I probably learned about boundaries in, in a, literally in a personal development book. I forget which one or like a podcast. That's the first time I actually heard someone say it. But again, like at least I make up, we live in this society where we are conditioned to take care of any and everyone else before yes. ourselves, because if not, we're looked at as like selfish, right? Like I played, I played team sports my entire life and I can't tell you how many times I've heard there's no I in team hmm. with this whole idea of like, okay, sacrifice yourself for the greater good of the team. But it's also like, all right, I played football. If I can't do my specific individual job on each and every single play, well then shit, like my coach is going to chew me out. So I better make sure that I'm, I'm taking care of my my own, right? My own responsibility in the effort that that is gonna allow it to be better for the entire team. And to me, that's the same metaphor as us as individuals experiencing our lives. It's so important that we take care of our individual responsibilities, that we fill our own cups, that we are focused on our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual health, all of those things so that once we're really good at this I level, now we can go be really strong at the we level, which are yes. like our closest relationships, right? Our, yes. our partners, our friends, our loved ones, right? Maybe our closest colleagues, things like that. And then once we're really good at that level, now we can look at the all level, which is like, okay, how can I be really strong for my community at large, right? For you, how can you like really empower the entire MMA community, right? So I think it's really cool that we're having this conversation and that anyone that's listening right now, take a second to check in with yourself and see in what ways are you sacrificing your own different pillars of health, whether physical, mental, emotional, spiritual? How are you sacrificing your own health 
in the hopes that you're going to be, you know, helping somebody else out in some type of way at your own expense. Re- really yeah. meditate on that a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. Um, you got, there's, there's something that you said there that, that, that struck something with me, too, with uh, you being, being, being selfish from, from with boundaries. And the first time I ever set a boundary, I was called selfish. I was just like, oh, my God, this is what happens when right. you just like tell somebody like, hey, I kind of don't want to do that this weekend. So I'm good or I kind of don't want to. And I was called selfish, which was like it was it was wild to hear that. And it kind of hurt me at first. But then after like a day later and I and I didn't do what that person wanted me to do. I felt great. I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't do that. And look how much better I feel with myself. And me and that person kind of got closer off of that. Just like you just said that with your personal relationships, it helped. It helps so much with people that are very close to you. And in this, once again, I'm sorry to mention the pandemic time period, but I feel the pandemic time period helped so much with a lot of developments with a, a lot of people that I'm close to. Like, I feel like we went to next level of, 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 of friendship or family, whatever that it is, of the conversations that we had, because we had no choice but to do that, you know, because we couldn't do anything. So just like we got to speak to each other, you know, and it was it was yeah. so great, man. I honestly feel like it was the best thing ever. And even now that we're kind of more free and to do whatever we want, we still have we still set times and we have those conversations and we and they understand when I don't want to do something. They don't push forward too much when. It, 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 I don't need to be pushed. It's it's crazy how much it can change a lot of different things in your life. It's it's honestly wild, and I and it makes me want to something that I need that I want to do because I listen to a lot of podcasts, man. I, I I promise you, about six or seven hours of my day are listening to podcasts, and there's a lot of podcasts that I want to listen to and to to hear how other people think about certain things because. And when it comes to those subjects, I kind of use my friends as like an open air podcast. So when we have a conversation for an hour, Mm. just like this right now, you know, I kind of that's how I kind of view it as, you know. But there's definitely some things I'd like to listen to that I haven't heard before, because I feel like that's very necessary to keep kind of things new in your mind and fresh in your mind as well. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really powerful. And to to touch on what you said around the pandemic, you know, that gave us a time if we so chose to have deeper conversations with people and something that I realized, this is just my perspective. I feel like before the pandemic, you know, a lot of people would go out as a means of distraction in a way. Like, don't get me wrong. I I love to go out and, and party from time to time and all the good stuff. But I realized that I think a lot of people used clubbing, you know, bar hopping, you know, whatever it may be to kind of get away from the hardships in their individual lives. Right. And once the pandemic came and everything's closed down, it's like, man, we can't just hit up the wharf like it was yesterday. We can't just go to Wynwood and, and go jump around the different places to forget about the problems we had. So it forced a lot of people to actually have to sit with their with their discomfort and to face it. And to see what was it that was really coming up. And I think what was a powerful tool for many people was to be able to lean on their close friends and their loved ones and have like these open, non-judgmental conversations where people could really talk deeply into 
what they were thinking, what they were feeling, what they were experiencing, and oftentimes realized through the other person that they were talking to, like, oh shit, I'm not alone in this. Like, mm. this person is also going through it, or multiple of my friends feel similarly as I. And I feel like that allowed a lot of people to better understand themselves, who they are, and ultimately how they want to start showing up in the world, even once things do start opening up as they are now, at least in South Florida. Shout out to South Florida. <laughs> hey, everybody got a lot of things to say in other states about South Florida, but we here, we love it. That's why we live here. Stop talking all that jazz, all right? But um, yeah, heard. <laughs> you heard me, but um. Yeah, man, Th that was something I was so curious to see how everybody would be once the doors are open, everybody was free to see if anything, if everybody was going to go and do the same exact things they did before, or did that time with yourself help you want to make improvements with certain things in, in your life, you know, which I feel like there's nothing wrong with improvements. I remember seeing things on social media, like stop telling me I need to make an improvement on my life. Nobody's telling you to do anything, but why not? Right. Why not do that when, when you have the time? We, be you, this feels so blessed to have that time to do these things because I felt before the pandemic I didn't have time to do anything. I felt like I was working too much and I had school. I was with school, work, school, work, school, work, and I didn't have any time to breathe. Sometimes I would get home and I'm mm. like, man, I can't even catch up on this podcast because I'm so tired. I'm just gonna go to sleep because I gotta wake up for school at 6 a.m. in the morning. So. I didn't have time for anything. And now I finally get the time to do a lot of things that I can help myself with. Oh my God, what a what a blessing this is. Like I feel like the world needed that break, you know? Then and that that's something you, you just need. And I feel like we talked about that before of just giving the mind a break sometimes. And a lot of people were overly busy with jobs. A lot of people were working too much. A lot of people were tired of driving their kids to school back and forth and all that jazz. And now you get a yeah. break from it. So I don't know. It's a definitely a perception thing to how that was seen. For sure. For sure, man. I feel like, you know, our perception is everything, right? Perception creates reality. And man, that's why I, I always come back to, to gratitude for me. Yeah. Because, you know, if I'm not in a place of gratitude, like, I think it's very easy for me. I could look at anything going on and like try to shit on it or say it's a bad thing if I wanted to, right? And I feel like that's just the easy thing to do. And it's kind of like the go-to or the norm for a lot of people is to kind of be in this place of, you know, just kind of being upset, finding something to complain about, somebody or some groups of people to blame for things. Where like, in reality, it's like, what peace does that bring you, right? And for me, I'm very much about my peace. You know me, I'm a pretty chill guy these days. Yeah. And I'm always thinking about like, all right, how are my thoughts, words, and actions allowing me to keep my peace, to be in a good place, to have a lot of energy and go still do the things I love and all of that. So yeah, man, you're so right. I think the perspective is everything. And I love how your perspective shift really allowed you to go from where you were before in terms of not really knowing what type of job you're going to get or maybe going into being like a dental hygienist or a nurse because it's it's safe right it's going to bring in a certain amount of money and say like no nah, forget that i'm gonna go after what i love and really go for my passion and now in the process of doing that like you're able to make money from it you're going to make even more money from it in the near future and you have so much freedom over your schedule 
to where you're able to be around your friends. You're able to be with family. You're able to jump on a podcast like this and just talk with your boy. So super, super proud to see everything that you've been accomplishing. I appreciate that big time, man. And and seeing your seeing what you do as well, that that definitely motivates me. Like I see you put out a podcast, I'm like, oh man, I gotta put on another podcast too. It's not like it's like competing, but it's just seeing what you're doing and how how much you're enjoying it, how much you're how much you're putting out content every day like and i know you have a busy schedule besides doing that those things you have things you have to do outside of that and you still make that time to travel you still make that time to do things for yourself and seeing that motivates me to be to be completely honest and another thing that motivates me as well because and i feel like that i'm lucky to see a lot of people do things before me and i can learn from what they do and not specifically right. wanting to like i remember i used to have this dream man i want to work for espn i want to work for espn so bad I don't have that dream anymore because I see somebody like Ariel Hawani who just left ESPN because he had he didn't have any space to create. He couldn't be creative, creative working for ESPN. Now he's in his own space to where he can be on BT Sport. He can be on MMA fighting. He can be on whatever he wants to do and he can create whatever he wants. And that motivates me so much because I want to sp spread my wings as much as I can talk to as many people that I can. And I love to see that. I want to do that. I don't want to just be in one space talking to the same people all the time. No, I'll go work. Uh, I'll go work a, a nine to five where I work with specific clients and only all the time. I don't want to do that. I want to spread as much as possible. And I feel like that I'm very lucky and blessed to be to, to, to see other people do things before me. And that helps me and they motivate and mentor me so much. Shout out to Burt Watson, who I talk to twice a week and he always just always gives me the best advice on everything and anything in life, not just mixed martial arts, but just as a human being. Bro, that's beautiful. Shout out to Bert, man. He sounds like an amazing person. Hopefully I'll get to meet him one day, man. He sounds like an incredible, incredible guy. Oh man, And that something voice. that you spoke <laughs> on. Yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But something that came up for me as you are giving Bert his props and you're talking about how you have a lot of autonomy and a lot of freedom to go about the work that you want to do. And you've seen that through the example of others. And that's why I think something like mentorship is so important, yes, right? Yes. And for everyone who's listening, like having yourself some type of mentor who, you know, you two are in a relationship where, you know, both sides are benefiting. Because when you have a mentor, like they can talk to you or they can tell you through their experience what to potentially do or not do. And basically, you're able to take that information, filter it through your lens and be like, OK, how can I apply this to my life? And there's no reason to make the same mistakes that somebody else did. Mm -hmm. If you already have somebody telling you like, yo, Darnell, it's right I made this mistake. <laughs> it's right there. And I, and I, and I realize that you that you're kind of want to go that way like you can do it if you want but like i did that and it didn't work well and i had to you know revert back five years to overcome it so it's all to say like mentorship so important and in the same way that you've had people in front of you to set an example and you can be inspired by them i guarantee that there's people right now who are watching you do your thing seeing you grow over this last year and they're like damn like i see how darnell's doing i hear darnell's story I know that I can do the same type of things Darnell's doing. 
Yeah, and I have I have like a group of people, and I feel like we all like mentor each other. Shout out to Serge, Aldrick, Nick, Brandon. Like we all always talk to each other, and we just we we uh, hey, I'm doing this. I'm trying this a little different. You want to check this out to see if it'll work for you, and just that's just cool to hear and to hear somebody's different idea and what they want to do. It's it's motivating, man. Like why not get motivated by the things that other people do? It's it's such a great thing to see, and not just in the work field, but in life period, this, this, it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. Like, honestly, and I, I swear, I want to name every single one of my, my people around me that motivate me, but you know who you are. I'm not going to be specific before I forget somebody, but you know who you are <laughs> and how much you motivate me. I tell them all the time. Like when I see them doing something amazing, I always want to make sure they, they hear that they are doing that because just like people tell me, cause sometimes I don't pat myself on the back sometimes. I gotta do that sometimes. Be like, you know, Darnell, you're killing that shit. Good job on that. That's that's good. You got you gotta give that that self love. You know. I love that, man. I love that. I mean, yeah, bro. The self love is so important to me. It's number one. Like I tell myself all the time. Like I'm my biggest cheerleader and my biggest critic. That's right. But I remember what it was like to only be my biggest critic and just Ooh. beating myself up all the time. Like that shit is not effective, right? So it takes <laughs> some time to learn that. Oh, uh, it's not, not it's, at all. It's not at all. And, and I used to do that a lot and get really down on myself, but nah, not not anymore, man. The, the mindset has changed. It's crazy to see myself now at age 31 and seeing myself back a long time ago to see how much I've improved mentally for sure, but still how much I can still improve mentally going forward. And that's a number one important thing to me every single day that I wake up. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The continual growth. And I love how you have a bunch of great minds around you who are helping you uh, push yourself. You're helping them push themselves. You all are making each other better. And it goes to this whole idea of like, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? We all make each other better through the work that we're doing. And another thing I love about you and your group and what y'all are doing is that even though all y'all are in the same industry, y'all aren't coming from a place of scarcity, trying to like hold certain secrets like to yourselves. It's like, mm-hmm. nah, like, like there's so much opportunity and abundance out there. Like, let me share these ideas with you guys. So you guys can go spread and I can go spread. And before you know, it, it's like all of us are living the life we want to live, making a huge impact and loving every step of the way. Yeah. And I'm always going to, if somebody asks me something and I've been asked a lot of things too, in that, in that realm, like, how did you, start or why did you start and how did you get this person blah blah and, I, and i'll tell them I'll, I'll share as much as i can i always tell them if you have anything you want to ask me ask away don't ever feel scared to ask me something i will share that knowledge because the same thing was bestowed upon me and it would be a, a big like oh that'd be crazy if i wouldn't share that with somebody else and i feel like that was such a big thing that helped me along this journey and it'll keep helping me along this journey as i go on forward on this mixed martial arts journalism interviewer whatever you want to call it journey that i want <laughs> all that all that and bro darnell it's been such a pleasure to to watch the journey right i'm gonna continue watching the journey we're gonna make sure that we we get up together soon hang out in person have a nice little vibe for sure and i appreciate you taking the time being on the show my brother hey man thank you so much for having me danny i appreciate you as as a friend man and thank you for always you know, having these conversations with me, we're having it open in public now, which is, which is still even, even cooler. And I'm glad you have this platform that you can do it on. And I love to see everything that you put out every day, man. And thank you for having me on, man, man. I, I appreciate it. Love you, brother.
Hey, much love, my brother. And real quick, let all the people listening know where they can find you. You can find me at Mystic Black MMA on Instagram, Mystic Black MMA on Twitter, Mystic Black MMA on YouTube, and catch my interviews on MMA Island and Low Kick MMA, and a lot of things coming very, very soon. I appreciate every single person for listening, man. I appreciate everybody. Let's go. And we all appreciate you, D. Have a phenomenal rest of your day. We're going to get together soon. Much love. Yes, sir. Don't forget, you can too, baby. You can too. Let's go.